born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. I do believe very strongly in the providence of God, how that God works behind the scenes, because God has a plan. And he uses the decisions of man of his own free will to work his will. So, God says, I want you to go down there. So, a Roman emperor has got to change the whole thing and says, everybody has to go back to their hometown so they can register and pay taxes. So, here he is. Now, you know that the wise men came and they wanted to know where was he that was born king of the Jews. Now, he wasn't going to be, he was born king of the Jews, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. So Jesus was um, born, and so they went to Jerusalem, these magi, the wise men, and inquired. So Herod says, hey, got the scribes together, where is he supposed to be born? And they said, in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, where does it say that in the Old Testament? Micah 5.2. And Micah 5.2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judea, yet out of thee shall he come forth that is to be ruler in Israel, who is going forth of men from old to everlasting. The one that's going to be born never had a beginning, never has an ending. He's going to be born. So he was going to be born in Bethlehem. So they go to Bethlehem. And all of a sudden, they see the star. They didn't follow the star the whole way. They just saw his star in the east. They didn't follow the star from the east all the way. They saw his star in the east. Now they see the star, and it was over where he lay. Now, was it uh, like the Shekinah glory, which is like the, came down in the tabernacle in the Old Testament and filled the Holy of Holies, and that was the let them know they have God's presence? Was that the cloud that was over the temple? When it moved, they knew to move. So... There is the, the glory of the Lord. And here you have Jesus being born. But the, when the wise men came was not when Jesus was born. Time had passed. And now they came to a house and he was a little child. Now, isn't it something that Herod was willing to kill all the male children? You know... Didn't that also happen back in the land of Egypt? When God says, I mean, uh, the, the Egyptians were concerned about so many male children and the explosion of the nation of Israel down in the land. And they were 
fearful of them, so they made them slaves. They killed the boy children. Well, when you stop and think, here's Jesus, and they killed all these other boys. He was stabbing at just one. But, you know, nobody else could claim the throne because it wouldn't have been from the same tribe, could have been from the same family. So there's no competition. All that was eliminated. But then, because he did this, the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and told him to take the mother and the young child and go down into Egypt. Now, when they went down into Egypt, they were poor. What would they have used for money? Remember, when they came, they gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. God gave them, because otherwise, what are they going to do with gold? They still had it, or did they use it? I mean, you might want to take and give my little darling's children a present, but if I'm their dad, and if it's money, I'm going to take the money. <laughs> Well, I might put some away for them, but I might buy something for them. But whatever, they were given what they needed to make the journey. So did they really, Jesus, go down into Egypt? Take your Bible and turn it to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew. And look in chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. And notice what he says here in verse 2. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. We saw the star. Now, you notice it doesn't talk about the son of righteousness here. It just talks about the star. And you look down there also in verse 9. When they had heard the king, they departed and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Now, here's a little idea to think about. Couldn't the star have bypassed Jerusalem and they just followed her straight to Bethlehem? Why did God let them go to Jerusalem and now Herod, the wicked king, knows what's going on? They could have done this and he would have never known. But you see, God didn't just sidestep that. Do you think God in advance knew what Herod would do? And God can use whatever he does, Herod does, to use it for his advantage. Now, there's a prophecy in the Old Testament that talks about uh, Rachel weeping for her children. And Rachel is weeping for her children because of all that. That's Look there very quickly just to see that. Uh, look what he says in um, verse 18. In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping, great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. Now, see, when you read that in the Old Testament, you have not I have a clue what that's talking about. But the scripture knows and it puts it in God's word and says that's prophetic. That's talking about what's just happened. And you'll find out that these things were mentioned about him going down into Egypt and all. Look what he says here in verse 13. 
When they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee into where? So did Jesus ever go to Egypt? And it says, And be thou there until I bring thee word. So God says, You go and you stay there until I bring you word. Now, isn't that a nice way to live your life? Just God will tell me what to do next. I'll just do that, and then he'll tell me what to do next. But probably not a lot of little details. I want you to go down here. I want you to live in this house on this side of the street. He didn't give all the details. Just say, do this. Do that. Even in your own personal life, God's got general things, but the details, you know, are things that you do because of your own decisions that are, you know, God doesn't micromanage all the things in your life. God will let you mess up, and he'll let you straighten up and fly right or beat the tar out of you. But God is working. And so you may not see down the road how everything's going to work out, but you just simply know that they're going to. God is going to do this, and he will. So you trust him. You stop and think. Could God have eliminated all the problems that Joseph had? How you like it? Joseph sees this girl, and he loves this girl, and he wants to get married to this girl. And lo and behold, he finds out, you're going to what? You are what? And he knows that it wasn't him. And she's going to have a young one. And he was willing just to put away privately so that he didn't want her dead, stoned to death. And she's going to have a young one. And look. And as you go through the scriptures, you'll find out those people still knew that when Jesus began to do his ministry and they threw it at him. We be not born of fornication, meaning you were. I mean, scripture talks about it. They used that against him. Just think of all the things that happened to Mary and what she had to go through. Just because God (laughs) chose her to bring this child into the world. And look what she had to bear because of that. And the Bible talks about she pondered these things in her heart. I mean, she treasured these thoughts. There's things that happened and she would think about. She pondered them. Think about it. Dwell upon it. And the Bible says several times that she would do this. I guess so. I mean, a young girl trying to figure out what's going on there. And yet, not always explained. But. It's interesting. It really is. So here in the book of Matthew, it talks about she was found with child. She's going to have the child. She has the baby. And uh, it was just a, uh, a cave of some kind where they had animals. Very, you know, purified place. You know, everything was really clean. And then taking wrap them in. Grave clothes or something and lay them in a manger. Now, is that how a child of a king is supposed to be born? I mean, no red carpet. No, all the dignitaries from all over the world come. You ever seen what happened over here with that royal couple that just came to America and they had their little boy? And all the news about all of that. Even when they got married, and even then when the kid was born. And yet Jesus had all this told about him, and it's like nobody knew. Nobody knew. They wished not who it was, like they didn't know him.
But notice what he says here. And for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Verse 13. God knew what Herod would do. But God could have worked it to where Herod didn't even know about it. But God allowed that to happen. He could have allowed that star to lead him straight to it. But no, they went to Jerusalem. And then they knew. And now he comes in there and kills all those other babies. See, God has a higher purpose. You'll never understand all why God does what he does. But remember this. God makes no mistakes. And whatever he does, it is perfect. Now, we have limited knowledge. So we don't always understand why God does what he does. But Joseph must believe that God is working in his life. Do you believe God is working in your life? And you think, well, if God is working in my life, everything is going to be wonderful. I mean, I'm not going to have all these problems because God designed it. Look at all the problems this couple had. Look at the problems they had to go through. Now, do they get to go back to Mommy and daddy up there and all the relatives and show their new little baby boy that's been born? No. They go down south. They go down into Egypt. And verse 14, when he arose, he took the young child, because he's a little older now, and his mother by what? By night. And departed. Into the, why did he have to do it by night? Because somebody wants to kill him. Nothing's working out for this family. I preached a sermon one time on the first family. You know, everybody thinks the first family, the president. The first family, Adam and Eve, had a perfect environment. And they blew it. <laughs> perfect environment. Didn't have to work. Did nothing. Everything was wonderful. And they messed up. Here you have really a family that's, I mean, this is the first family. I mean, this is, they got the child. This is the son of God. And look how God allowed them to suffer. You would think, man, everything would work out great. Yeah, it really did, didn't it? So now they had to go to another country and live there waiting on God to tell them when to come back. All this time goes on. So he says here, verse 15, and was there until the death of Herod. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Duh. See there? It's right there in the Bible, isn't it? So, was the son ever in Egypt? He was in Egypt. And God called. But see, when you go back there and you read that in Hosea in chapter 11 and verse 1, you would never think that's talking about him. I believe there are a multitude of verses in the scriptures that we passed right over because we don't discern what it's really talking about. It could have another meaning. Whenever the Bible says, now here he is after the resurrection and he's talking to these disciples on the road to Emmaus. And, and it says that they didn't even know who he was. And so he says, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have prophesied. And he says, and he opened up the scriptures unto them, and he preached unto them about himself from the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. Buddy, would I have loved to sit in on that Bible study. I'll bet he referred to scriptures we would never think refers to him. I'd love to see what all of that. One day, we're really going to be able to see and discern the word of God. And to see just how much he did tell us 
but we just couldn't see it because we just can't believe that. That can't be. That that can't be. It's impossible. And to find out there's so many things you could have done and had, and we threw it all away because we, well, that's, that can't be. You know one verse that really blew my mind for a long time. Ask anything that you will, and that shall be given you. Ask him for anything I want, and it will be given me. You're right. I want a million dollars. I keep thinking about that commercial on Geico. There's a million bucks. <laughs> what a heartbreaker. There goes my, my request. I only had one. You know what? The other night, and you won't believe it, it was a dream. I have dreams. Oh, I dream. Some of my dreams I can tell you. Some of them I can't tell you. But this dream, I was somewhere, and I, was, I thought I saw a glint of gold in a rock. So I began to scrape it, and I said, that's gold. This is my dream now. So I reached down there, and I looked, and it's it's gold. And then I looked, there's a gold bar. So I dug some more. I I was trying to make sure nobody was looking. Nobody was looking. So I went and got my car and pulled my car up there, opened the trunk. And, man, I started putting all this gold in the back of my car. And there was coins, all these gold bars. I struck it rich. Somebody has buried this here and lost it. And I found it. Somebody about a week ago told me about somebody in California. They were doing some digging and they found a whole bunch of gold. They should have never told me that. So I got all this gold and I was putting it in and I didn't get all of it. I said, I'll come back and get the rest of it later. So I was trying to fix it back up so nobody will know where it is. And when I got up, somebody came up to the car and they looked and they saw my gold. Said, what you got there? Nothing. <laughs> you ever told a lie in your dream? And you felt bad because you told a lie? And you go, no, you're supposed to tell a lie. And you won't believe this. The guy pulled out a gun. And he shot me. He shot me. So I'm, I've been shot in my dream. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I'm trying to feel how I'm feeling. I'm, I'm dying. I've been shot. I mean, I've got to die. I've been shot. I mean, there's no reason why I should live. So I'm going to die. But I didn't die. My dream kept going on, and this happened, and that happened. And then I woke up. And I don't know what happened to the gold. <laughs> if you get up, and you go out there, and you look in the back of your car, and make sure it was a dream, and your gold's still not there. Well, anyway, he had what he needed to do, what he had to have done, and God took care of him. Then look what he said in verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding robbed, sent forth, slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet. So this is why. You read those verses in the Old Testament, and you can't always see that. But sometimes you'll find out in the New Testament will give you additional light. You can go back and read those verses. Then you say, okay, I know this is talking about the Lord. What about before it? What about afterwards? The next thing you're doing kind of studies and going here, then there. Then look in verse 19. Then when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Now, If the man lived, God could have just 
went down there. Well, any night he chose to and put his hand over his mouth <laughs> and let him die early and get him back. But God has timing. God lets some things happen in a natural way. Let him naturally die. I've talked to, I've had women come to me. You just don't know who I'm married. You just don't know what kind of a man I'm married to. I think God wants to, I, I, I wish God would just take him home. And actually pray, God, take that bird home. Well, I guess if you want to, just ask the Lord to kill him. Or sometimes you're just going to have to wait naturally. God will take, things will take its course. I recommend that. I mean, why get rid of the bird and then you go to jail for the rest of your life? Now, anyway, look right here. Look what he says. An angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Saying, now, that means the Lord had to know exactly where he was to give him the dream at the right time. God knew what was going on up there in Israel, knew that Herod was now dead. See, whenever I read the scripture, I always try to read behind things. I'm trying to figure things out. And it says in verse 20, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Notwithstanding, being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, he shall be called a Nazarene. Now he's going up there into Galilee, place, a city called Nazareth. And so later on, somebody says, uh, have you ever heard of a prophet coming out of blah, blah, blah in Galilee? And yet Jesus Christ, everything that happened to him. Here's the son of God. And right off the bat, people wanted to kill him. What wrong had he done? None. Now he gets to go down into Egypt. Was God able to sustain him while he was there, protect him, all that? Yes. A young child. It's an awesome story, but most times nobody ever tells this part of the story. But there's a lot to be made from just this because it is important. And then, lo and behold, it's like nothing happens until one time they go to the Passover, you know, and they went back three days journey. Hey, Joseph, have you, um, have you seen Jesus? Well, I thought you had him. Well, I thought you had him. We don't know where he is. They go back to Jerusalem and find him, and he's sitting there, 12-year-old boy. And he's talking to these learned doctors of divinity. And he is amazing them. 12-year-old boy. Somebody just asked the question, did Jesus know he was the Son of God? Even as a child. How old was he when he knew who he was? Interesting. You figured out. I don't know. I ain't got a clue. Look up here. This hand represents you and me. The wallet represents sin. The Bible says we all have sin on us. This represents the world. Everybody. All have sinned and come short of God's perfection. Nobody's qualified to get to heaven. We're all in the same boat. 
And God says to go to heaven, we'd have to be perfect as righteous as God, and nobody's perfect. We've all sinned and come short of God's perfection. God says you can't earn your way to heaven. It's not by anything that you do. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord, God in the flesh. He came into the world because he loves us. He hates our sin because our sin separates us from God. So what Christ did for one person, he did for all. He took all the sin of all the world and paid for it. Came back from the dead. And God, from the very beginning, had already done planned salvation for man. And he said that he has already determined, before any man was born, before he did any good, or before he did any bad, he's going to save all of those that will believe that Christ did it for them. And if you'll believe he did it for you, God has already given his word. See, when I trusted Christ as my Savior, when I was 18 years old, God had to save me. He promised. He has to keep his word. And he says that he'll never cast me out and never lose me. I'm going to heaven because of what Christ did for me. Nothing else. Nothing else. So telling people the truth, good thing or bad thing. You see, most preachers think they can't hold their people if they tell them the truth. So then let them live in fear. You've got to live the life. You've got to go to church. You've got to give you money. Because what do most preachers want? They want the members and they want the money. They don't care anything about the soul. You're not here to impress me. And I'm not here to impress you. I'm here to teach the truth. Whether people like it or they don't like it. Christ did it all. Paid for all of our sins for everybody in the world. And he says, preach the gospel to every creature. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Let's pray, shall we? Every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here this morning, maybe you've heard all of this, but you never understood. Maybe you've never really trusted Christ as your Savior. Would you trust him and him alone? Don't trust in your life. Don't look at your life and say, well, I know I'm saved because I go to church or I do this and I do that. That's not the reason. That's not the evidence that you're saved. A lost man can do all of those things. Would you trust him and him alone? Would you believe he died because he loved you? And if you'll trust him as your Savior, he would give you eternal life. Would you believe that? I'm going to ask in just a moment for a raise of hand. Raising your hand doesn't save you. I'm not going to have you forward. I'm not going to embarrass you. But while ago, I asked for people to raise their hand if they trusted Christ as Savior. Well, maybe you, you couldn't honestly do that. But I want to give you the chance. You see, it is your decision. It's an important decision. It determines your destination. So in the quietness of this moment, just between you and the Lord, would you just say, Lord, I don't understand it all. But I believe Christ died and paid for my sins. And right now I will trust Jesus Christ as my only hope of going to heaven. And preach our life for you to pray for me. So would you just slip your hand up very quickly and put it right back down. Is anyone at all? Anyone at all? Say, so, yes, that made sense to me. I want to be certain of going to heaven. and I'll trust Christ as my Savior right now. Anyone at all? If you trusted Christ as your Savior, you're God's child. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to teach your word.
and help us to have a, a greater respect for the payment you made. You see, it was, it was bigger than most people think. It covered more people than most people think. Your grace has been extended to more people than most people think. Because, Father, you do save by grace. Whosoever calls, whoever believes, we thank you for it. Bless each person here. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Is it possible to trust Christ as my Savior without making Him Lord of my life? Is it true that if Christ is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book. Or write by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Jesus is coming, so keep looking up. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.